Hello, friends. Welcome to another episode of No One Is Listening. Uh, as always, uh, we're your two co-hosts. Uh, I'm Steve. Jen, you want to say hi? Hi, I'm Jen. Hi. Uh, so for this episode, we're going to be covering um, something that's been taking over the globe. It takes over the globe every four years, or I guess every two years, because they each yeah. happen every four years, an alternating years. Uh, the Winter Olympics 2018. I love the Olympics. You do love the Olympics. I love I think, the Olympics. I think everyone loves the Olympics. So, um, you know, the closing ceremonies are, are they tonight, you say? They are tonight. They're We're tonight. recording this on a Sunday. Yeah, this should release either tonight or, no, it'll definitely release tonight, actually. It'll be released the night of the closing ceremonies. And uh, we thought this would be a perfect time to kind of wrap up Olympic season with a little episode dedicated to the Olympics. So, Jen, you want to do, like, a little intro, whatever, to, like, the Olympics, you know, and kind of tell people, you know, your <clears throat> obsession level okay. with the Olympics. I love the Olympics, both summer and winter. It forces me to watch um, the world's greatest athletes compete. It gives me a sense of nationalistic pride, but it mm. also gives me a sense of just pride in watching people who've literally dedicated their entire lives to this like one moment and this one moment like is supposed to be the defining moment of their entire career like can you imagine like that's your job i cannot you have one moment every four years and it's a very limited time right like you're not going to be doing it every four years for the rest of your life like you're supposed to be at a peak age um it's where different countries get to just put aside their differences and all you do is 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 compete, compete for like an irrelevant <laughs> piece of metal um when i watch the olympics every two years of summer or winter uh. for those two weeks i cry every day there's something that i cry about every single day watching uh. it so i'm like really into the olympics i don't know if as many people are into the olympics as i am um I don't think I'm as into the Winter Olympics as the summer. I, I mean, that's everyone, natural, right? Yeah. Um, so for the past two weeks, the Olympics have been in Pyeongchang, Korea, South Korea. Um, it's Pyeongchang, not Pyeongchang. But or I Pyeongchang. Think, or Pyeongchang, um, which is like a city outside of Seoul. I forget how many hours it is, but um, it's, uh, you know, I think they're in a lot of debt and I think increasingly hosting Olympics has just become this like monster of a of a challenge that cities are more and more unwilling to take on and I think Pyeongchang is probably going to be an example of that as uh as Olympics go on and you know um I think Sochi is still trying to take their way out of debt like it's just for these two glorious weeks that the world is the world's attention is on you like I don't know that that outweighs like what's left when yeah. the cameras and the athletes leave the Olympic Village or whatever. It's hard to make use of that space and yeah. all that stuff that they've built yep. and that investment. Yep. You know, it's hard to make use of it after the Olympics. Yeah. You know, I feel like there's so <laughs> few cities like in the world that like one can host it, can make use of it like afterwards. It's just like it's not I don't know. We'll see what happens in the future. But yeah. I think that's something that they're going to have to address at some point, you know? Yeah. Um, and the Winter Olympics is also really interesting because it's it's really uh, only a fraction of 
all of the countries in the world get to compete or send a delegation there just because of the way the winter sports are. Right. Not every country in the world can um, can have athletes, or not every country, A, has snow, right. which a lot of these sports are based on, but B, just some of these Olympic sports are expensive. Yeah. It's not like running where you can do it anywhere. Some of these sports require you to build a half pipe <laughs> for snowboarding or, you know, a bobsledding track. Yeah. and. It's just it's just not something that like every country has. I think the stat is like um, only forty four countries have ever won a medal of any type in the Winter Olympics, compared with one hundred and forty seven. So there's hundreds of other countries. Again, that stat is only talking about medal count, right? But it kind of shows you then um, just the disparity of like some of these sports as compared to um, the sports in the Summer Olympics. Um, I think that this year NBC did an okay job covering it. Um, yeah, yeah. And I I'd also so. think that has a lot to do with what I just talked about. Um, the U.S. in the Olymp- Winter Olympics, anyway. Um, despite all of the all of the new famous people that we're gonna mm-hmm. be seeing more and more, like the Adam Rapons and the Chloe Kims of the world, in general, the U.S. tends to be less dominant in terms of its athletes, um, than at summer games. So I think NBC has, you know, had to have no choice but to, like, cast about for other countries and other interesting people to cover versus, like, running nonstop, you know, human interest stories about their, our own athletes. Um, and I think, you know, it's hard to modulate these types of programmings, especially when it's happening in a country that the time difference is so off. So, I, I mean, with all those limitations, like, I think, you know, it's been fine. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, the more that, you know, NBC kind of scales back on, like, trying to be a news magazine about Olympic coverage and really just focuses on the sport and the athletes, like, I think the better, and I think they are, um, like, learning that or learning to do that. Um, It'll be interesting the next time the Olympics come around. I forget where it is in the summer, but it'll be, you know, I think 2020, the Winter Olympics will be in Tokyo, but I I forget what the Summer Olympics will be. Um, But, I mean, hopefully coverage only just gets better. Yeah. But I've often thought, like, I wonder if there could be a way to have like um, like a non-country specific network dedicated to coverage of oh, the Olympics that are like obviously it would have to be like the programming or the language of the programming would have right. to be tailored to e- each country who's tuning in, but, but like, like a, something uh, that's like a, a universal little, yeah, channel. Yeah, yeah. I'd love to know more about other athletes. I'm I'm totally into the American athletes and what they stand for and I'm like super nationalistic. But at the same time, like, yeah, I wanna know more about like those like I don't have a good example. Like the Russian figure skaters who won gold and silver and ladies figure skating, we've learned a lot about them because because they are the gold and silver medalists and they were going into the Olympics as like the greatest athletes. Um, but there's so many other there's like twenty other like people competing and like like what are their stories yeah, like yeah, what, yeah. what are they coming into these olympics um with so 
Yeah, I don't know. It just, I think the Winter and Summer Olympics are just, you know, I love it so much because I just, like, love watching sportsmanship. But, um, you know, I feel like there could be a way to make it a little bit more um, general in terms of the bias. Yeah, yeah. No, I hear you. I think, especially the more we get to, like, I feel like the more time goes on, the more uh, we learn to love athletes from different countries and I know we I mean one of America's best exports is like our sports right like basketball and um no actually specifically basketball is like huge in like um South America it's huge like in China you know it's huge um it's becoming huge in like Asia and it's already huge in like Europe you know soccer is obviously like the universal like sport outside of America but like American sports um, like, people are, like, Kobe Bryant is, like, insanely famous in mm-hmm. China. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, like, a lot of the NBA players will do basketball camps in China. So it's, like, let's have the have it the other way around, yeah. too. Yeah. Um, I liked your idea when it came to, like, coverage about um, what is it, having, like, a, a universal channel with, like, a little less, um, like, bias per country. I have some other ideas I, I want to pitch to you okay. about NBC, about, not NBC, but about Olympic coverage, okay? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> one is more like a question. So the, when they play, I like, I get it, right? Prime time is 8 to 11. Mm-hmm. And, but when it's not live, is it as frustrating for most people as it is to me? Like when, when they're like just replaying the stuff mm-hmm. that happened earlier in the day, especially because now we live in a time where, like, like maybe like twenty years ago, you couldn't go on your phone and already know yeah. who won. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, is that is that something that needs to be addressed? It, it, should they just do it live, you know, as opposed to saving some of the marquee events and performers for prime time? Yeah, I mean that's a good question. Um, I don't know that any network is willing to put off regular uh, their regularly scheduled programming around the clock for oh, for two oh, right, 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 to be right. able to do something like that. But that makes that makes a whole lot of sense to me. Um, oh, sorry, I didn't think about that. That's true. Uh, but like, some but of- I don't. But the but mm, I think the reason why they target prime time is because that's the advertising yeah and that's the quote-unquote prime time of when people are like sitting down to watch it so you have to like kind of just maximize all that program into those blocks whereas like if you were running around the clock like the gauge for how and when people are watching it like i think is just it's it's a little bit harder to measure if that makes sense it's no it does but but you know what it is it's also because like you know like whether it's so the the major ones, right? Uh, CBS, um, NBC, ABC, mm-hmm. right? It's those are the three channels that are really bidding for the Olympics, mm-hmm. right? Unless I'm missing one, I, I, but I think those are the main ones, right? Yeah, and for some reason, I thought this they took turns, like the oh, Super they took Bowl turns or something like that, but like I thought they bid on it. I guess so. No, you're right, but I think NBC has coverage for the foreseeable future. Oh, do that. So okay. the twenty twenty Olympics, which I in Tokyo, which I thought was a summer. No, that's only two years from now. So, so that's no. It I is thought it was summer. winter. I it thought is it was winter. Summer. Only two years from now, so it's a summer. Summer Tokyo Olympics. Like I think NBC is going to cover it. So maybe you bid on a 
block of time. Yeah, yeah, the next X amount of... You should do more research, but yes. So, like, my thing is, like, you don't have to do round the clock on NBC proper. They mm-hmm. have NBC Sports Channel. Yeah, you which, know? no, but I think they do they, do that. Do they do yeah. live 24? I am positive that online, like, on NBC Sports or Olympics, the NBC Olympics or whatever, the I think coverage of that is, like, ongoing. Okay. And so, theoretically, you could sit at work and, like, watch it. Um, but I don't know how many people do. Fair, fair, fair. Okay. Next idea. Yes. Ready? Good idea, bad idea. Um, can so there's this, and this is not from me. This is something I read on Twitter. So mm-hmm. I forget it was someone on my it was some like someone on my timeline who pitched this idea, and I was like, oh, that's a great idea. Tell me what you think, right? Okay. There's this thing called NFL Red Zone, mm-hmm. right? What that means is on Sundays instead of mm-hmm. watching a whole game because there's like twelve games on at the same time, what they will do is they'll go to a game when a team looks like it's about to score. Okay. Right? So for the Olympics, instead of watching, like, some rando do, like, the third heat in, like, bobsledding, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Can we just go to... I mean, this kind of goes Mm -hmm. against your universal thing, but can we just go, like... Anytime an American is on, go straight to an American. You know? Yeah. Instead of watching some person who's pro- who's definitely not going to meddle. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or you can, you, maybe they'll have to be American. You can be like, only <laughs> watch the people who are definitely, who have a, not definitely, who have a chance of meddling. Yeah. You know, instead of watching just because they're on. Because there's so many sports that are on at the same time yeah. anyway. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, don't do it by like, oh, we're going to watch figure skating for this portion. Yeah. And I, I know they do a little bit of yeah. bouncing back and forth between yeah. the sports, but, like, just the ones that are probably going to meddle. Because sometimes I'm watching people, and I'm like, well, I don't even want to watch this one. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I want to watch the best. Like you yeah. said before, it's like, I want to watch the most elite athletes. And I'm sure yeah. the, they they got to the Olympics, so they are the most elite in their country. You know what I mean? But, like, just show me the people that are, that are fighting for a medal. Yeah. What do you think? I'm going to play devil's advocate. It's not that I don't agree with you. Okay. But does it take away from the sport when you're literally only watching, like, five minutes of it at uh, the end of it at the top? Like, give me, like, a, give me, like, a, like, give me a specific mm-hmm. situation. So give me, like, a specific sport. So, like, if I'm, you mean, does it take away from if I'm only watching, like, Chloe Kim? Yes. So, no. I have a better Okay. One, which we can get into. But... Figure skating has become very, very technically scored. Like, when they do the running score, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah. Like, so, you know, you get judged more on your ability to land jumps and attempt jumps and do, like, jumps and spins versus, like, the artistry or um, <clears throat> if you save all of your jumps for the second half, you get rewarded 10% more more points because because if you've been on the ice for like four minutes skating, like the you fact that you're attempting tired. jumps at a later time and landing them me- means more in terms of scoring than like in the beginning. But because it comes down to such technical points and numbers, even if you are like, <clears throat> even if 
your, um, like, even if you've skated, so, like, let's say, like, you know, like, skating breaks down into, like, sh- uh, like two nights, so it's, like, um, one is, like, the short program, and then the second night that determines the actual winning is, like, the free program, which is a little bit longer of okay. a skate. Even if you didn't do that great in the short, short program, okay. you can still have a chance to medal if your free program, if you, if for all the stars line up, you nail all your jumps, right. if people fall, yeah, yeah. and, like, you can still win, but you wouldn't know that if you're not watching the whole thing. So, like, That's a good you know, the Americans were, like, not, the Americans didn't win um, in any of the individual, like, men's and women's figure skating at all. But there were moments where, like, and we're going to, I think one of your questions has to do with this skater named Nathan Chen, who, like, came into the Olympics with hopes of, like, bringing home the gold for the U.S. and, like, left being, like, out of medal contention. But there was a little point in time where he landed, like, five quadruple in his free program that got him closer to being on that medal stage. But during his short program, he messed up so much that he was, like, way out of contention but like if you in your theory are only like red zoning right the best of the best like you wouldn't have seen nathan chen climb back from you know because he would have been out oh i see i see i'm not explaining it correctly no i think i know what you mean yeah so so yeah no i think that's exciting for like if you want like the sparked notes of gotcha olympic sports which i'm sure most americans would want because then you just don't have time in your day to watch like everything that's going on but then I want I do wonder like oh are you literally just taking away from uh, what makes the Olympics really special which is there's always the comeback story there's always this like human interest story of just like fighting tooth and nail to get back up to where you belong and then there's other competitions where None of that matters because it's like this one shot deal. Right, right. Um, so yeah, I, I, I think you know you bring up you bring up a good point. I, I that's this obviously isn't. We're not here to. Fix we're, the Olympics. Yeah, we're not going to fix the Olympics. You know, like in this room. But um, no, I do. I do like that that devil's advocate position. That 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 is very interesting. That is not something I thought about. I guess because for me, I was thinking about more in terms of like. Uh, like hockey, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Where like these two teams that are playing, and it's yeah. like neither yeah, one of them are going that. anywhere. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So um, no, but that that's good. That's really good. Um, okay, so why don't we move on to? I don't even know what to call this this one. This like part of the podcast, but so if you haven't realized by now, um, Jen is way more, and not that I'm not into the Olympics, but Jen is more into the Olympics than I am, and so we're going to do this thing where I'm going to ask her questions, and she's just going to answer them. As best as I can. As best as you can. Yeah. Not that she's an expert, but relative, between the two of us, she is the expert, and so I just have some questions that I don't have the answers to, and I need you to explain them to me, okay? Mm -hmm. Um, We're going to, the first one are the shib sibs. The right? I need you to tell me about the ship sips. So I have a few questions. Do you want me to do all of them or just bullet point it like one at a time? Uh, why don't we bullet point them so I can answer them one by one, I guess? Okay, okay. Right? Maybe? Okay. okay. So first question is like, who are they? Like, who, who are the ship <clears throat> sips? Yeah. First of all, 
their full names. Their brother, Shibutani, right? Their brother and sister, Alex and Maya Shibutani. Um, they are U.S. ice dancers. What is there? So there's a difference between a figure skater and I. Because when I asked you, I was like, "Oh, they're figure skaters," and you're like, "Well, actually, they're ice dancers." And I was like, uh, yeah. "What?" Well, ice dancing is falls under the umbrella of figure skating. But, there's um, an umbrella figure skating. Well, yeah, because under figure skating, there's men's... Oh, yeah, I know, the men's, men's and women's. Pairs figure skating, and then there's ice dancing. So ice, the difference between pairs figure skating and ice dancing is that um, figure skating, uh, pairs figure skating is treated more like how men and women are treated in terms of like the way that they are judged are based on technical... Uh, technical skills okay. so their jumps and spins and ice dancing is more artistry so you're not gonna see ice dancers do like triple axles like that's oh. not what they do that they makes do sense other crazy things like the canadian couple that everybody ships which i'll get into okay um like, you understand, figure skates are, like, knives, right? They're, like, sharp. Yeah, yeah, She yeah. literally gets on his thighs at one point. I've seen that. And I'm just, like, oh, How do you not cut I don't him, know. But, you know? like, so I'm not saying ice dancing is not technical, but it's not in the literal sense that, like, they're not being judged on that kind of points. Yeah, yeah, okay. Um... Does that answer Yeah, it question? does. So it's, like, the difference between, like, you know, in the Summer Olympics, like, the like the the gymnasts that like on the floor exercise do like the jumps versus the ones with like the ribbons where they're not doing yeah, the jumping. So it's pair, more like dancing. Pair, yeah, pair figure skating is like judged by its throws and its jumps, and like ice dancing is how well the pairs move together as one. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. And like they're like they're like <clears throat> when the guys when she's like like a worm, like a snake, like wrapping around him and like moving. I'm like, how are you doing that without having anything on the ground? Mm-hmm. Stuff like that, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Like you're not going to see over the head lifts. Like that's not what this is. Yeah. But if an ice dancer, you know, moves slightly or like spins slightly at a different pace than their partner, uh-huh. like that's like, a, that will be deductions. And Got it. Yeah. Okay. Next question. <clears throat> is it, so the, the shib sibs, because they are siblings, mm-hmm. right? The shib sibs right <laughs> is it weird that a brother and sister combination is dancing together and ice dancing i think a lot of uh people feel that way because like okay so that's not just me right no, it's not just you um but i think they've always said you know um they're passionate so a lot of what ice skate ice dancers do are like skate to songs that are like more romantic and they like are displaying, like, romantic passion through their uh, choreography and their, like, artistry. And the Shibsifs have always been, like, well, we display a different type of passion. And they're able to dance. Like, they dance, they've done, like, a lot of, like, Coldplay songs. Yeah, they apparently love Coldplay. (laughs) Yeah. When I watch them, all they play is Coldplay. But it's... But it makes sense for them because they're not going to get on ice and pretend to be lovers, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So they're definitely showing a difference. I don't think there's a lot of sibling um, pair skaters. Um, so they definitely just bring a different type of energy and feel to the ice dance than their counterparts do. Okay, that's yeah. right. I mean, that, and that question also comes via <laughs> my wife because we were watching them together and we were like, oh, is that, that's this... they." 
because uh, I think I said something like, oh, could you do that with your brother? And she was like, no. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, okay, cool. Yeah, I think they're the first. Um, they're kind of spectacular. They they won the bronze medal. Um, oh, perfect. That actually gets to my next oh, sorry. question. Yeah. No, no, that's perfect. What medals did they get? So they won the bronze in ice dancing. In I- and okay. they're the um, first Asian-American medal, Asian-Americans to medal in ice dancing. Oh. Like, that's great. And um, they also, uh, this year, I don't know if it's new, probably not, but um, figure skating, like, embarked on this thing called team skating. So, like, representatives from male skating, female skating, pair skating, and then um, ice dancing came together and formed a team, and they would skate together. Like, you know how, like, in... At the same time? No, 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 but, like, they, like, would compete as a team. Oh, yeah, yeah, So, like, so I saw them, like, sitting up, yep, together. Yep, they yeah, yeah. all the points, and then they medal. So the U.S. actually won bronze. Okay. So they came out winning two bronze, because they were part of that team skating. Right. They got a bronze as the collective, and then bronze for their own yes. specific yes. sport. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Um, did you... Yeah, so I wanted to talk about ice dancing for a little bit. Go I did not it. know how soothing it could be. Soothing? Yeah. To watch? Just, yeah, I would just, like, sit there and, like, watch and, like, be, like mesmerized and I think it's because there's less of the throwing each other like and like catching like those kinds of lips and jumps like it just was very very beautiful to me but um there's a Canadian pair uh, who, uh, whose names are Tessa Virtue and Scott Moyer I've, I've heard and that. people ship them so they're hard not married because they're platonic they're like they they're like oh no we're just partners but like like because they also they dance to um uh a series of songs from Moulin Rouge which just happens to be my favorite musical um but it's very romantic and people are just like just kiss or just propose already and it's just they've taken on a life of their own like their um, the speculation around their relationship but they won gold this year and um and I don't know they're very good-looking two people, and I'm just like, yeah, you guys should date. Like, I don't understand. <laughs> uh, my, my last question on the ship sips is, why do they seem to have universal, like, a universal approval rating? Both, like, in, I don't even mean insights, but just in pop culture in general. Like, yeah. They, you know, you and I uh, offhandedly talked about, like, the winners and losers of the Olympics, and, like, and feel free to correct me if I'm wrong, besides, like, Adam Rippon, they seem to have the highest approval rating. Mm-hmm. And, like, why is, like, even on Twitter, mm-hmm. on social media, like, people love these two. I think they're just, they seem like really happy-go-lucky people who are grateful for the opportunity to represent America in this, like, in the Olympics. And also, they have embraced social media. So mm. I will say that... Um, these athletes, but I feel this way about like, um, like serious actors too. Mm-hmm. You just sometimes have to play the game. Like, I get it. You're serious about your craft and you want to be like, no, I don't want to be on social media and I don't want to do stupid e news interviews and stuff. But you have to play the game, right? Right, right? And I, I, somebody from the New York Times was saying how, um, they, they've been covering the Olympics for years, and it's the athletes who make time to talk to reporters and to go outside of their way to not just 
be at the Olympics to train and be serious about it, but like really give time to these other outlets. They, when you get more coverage, you get more favorability. And, you know, based on just like, like the ship sips, like, um, credentials alone, like they are good. They're really good. They won bronze. Are they the best ice dancers ever? No, they're not. Like that's, that goes to the Canadians, that goes to the French. Um, but they like present themselves and their journey to the Olympics in a relatable way on Instagram and Twitter. And I think that makes people like feel like they know these people and mm. in turn like that's what makes you a star that's what makes yes. these people stars. Yes. And we're gonna remember them far longer than yes, those right. guys who won a bronze medal. Yeah. Like, Four years ago. Do you know what I mean? Yes. yes. Yeah. It's okay. all about the game. Got it. Okay. Wow. That was. And they're likable. Yeah. That that's a phenomenal answer. Okay. Ready. Next topic. Right. And this person, I only have one question for him. Adam Ribon. Okay. I, for those of you that can't see right now, Jen just put her hands in the air and waved them like she just didn't care. Okay. Ready. I love him. Adam Ribon. <clears throat> Not that I don't, but. I do a little bit, but tell me really, why should I love him? Because everyone seems to love him. He's out and proud <laughs> and funny and irreverent. And I think he very well knows. He was never a favorite going into this to win a medal. Oh, really? Yeah. Interesting. Like, I, okay. Well, no, I should take that back. Anybody who goes to the Olympics, you have a shot at winning a medal. But... That's truer for some people than others. Right, right, fair. Um, he's not the best ice skater. Like, okay. None of the U.S. guys medaled, but he certainly wasn't even in contention. To in people's minds, in right? In people's minds. Um, in fact, he was, like, he couldn't, he was cut from last, the Sochi Olympics. Oh, interesting. Um, so history is really interesting because... Then he, like, practiced and made his way back into making the cut for this year's Olympics. Um, but I think he just really, really appreciated and was grateful for the fact that, like, he even has this opportunity mm. to be at the Olympics and to go and, like, represent country like this ship sims. And he also is very prolific on Instagram and Twitter. And he's hilarious. In fact, he's so funny and, like, just charming that NBC offered him um, a commentating spot right after he was done with his sport. Oh, wow. Um, and all these news reports were like, oh, he accepted, so he was going to... You know Leslie Jones, the mm -hmm. SNL comic? Yeah, um, yeah. She's, like, super into the Olympics, and so NBC has made her an, uh, like, official, like, Olympics commentator based on just what she was tweeting for, like, the Sochi Olympics. Uh -huh. Um, so she's gone to, like, every Olympic since then. Oh. Because, like, NBC is, like, you have the energy and yeah, you're yeah. just an excited fan. So, like, why don't you come and cover this? And so they offered the same spot to him. And, like, all these reports had him accepting. And, like, he actually was like, oh, I declined because that meant that I would have to move out of the athlete's village and not, and not be able to participate in the um, closing ceremony. And so, like, out of um, his, like, wish to be with his fellow athletes like he like declined that offer mm -hmm. which I like made him so which made him so much more endearing to me um 
But his career, like, I know exactly what he's going to be. He's going to be the next Johnny Weir. Like, at the next Olympics, he'll be sitting there commenting. And he's carved out this, like, I think he's so aware of, like, how charming he is and how, of seizing this moment that he's literally carved out the rest of his, like, career path. Yeah, yeah. um, Outside of, like, ice skating. Right, He's really great. Like, I think he's really funny. He has beautiful eyebrows. Like, I think he's so pretty. Sally Field wanted him to date her son. Like, it's just, it's, like, if I can name, like, one person who I didn't know at all going into the Olympics, who's come out at the other end being a star, that's him. And he didn't even, well, no, he's a bronze medalist. Because of the team, right? Yeah. Okay. All right, great. Um, speaking of male uh, figure skaters, yeah. right? Let's talk about Nathan Chen. Yeah. Okay, he's more than the ships. He was the well, actually no. He and Chloe Kim were the two that I had heard about the most going in. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, Nathan Chen is like is he a recent phenomenon? Like, has he been in like the ice skating like stratosphere for a while or like like how old is this guy like tell me like kind of like that part he like was is, he in Sochi uh no I think he was too young maybe oh so uh, okay so he's, he's pretty, only 18 oh and he interesting. is um he was the gold medal front runner heading into the 2018 winter olympics and he for this individual he did not medal right so after the short program he was in 17th place why, um, what happened? Like, did he, he fell, fell? And he put his hand on the ice, which is a super no-no, right? Um, yeah, he fell once during his short programming, um, which is not the worst thing. I think, like, in just the grand scheme of things, you can be falling on every jump that you... As long as it's a short in the short program, right? Right, but the jump that he fell for... Um, uh, he had, it was a lot of um, technical difficulty that was riding on that jump. And so his points were super deducted from it. And so, um, and I think it was supposed to be a combination jump that he was supposed to do. But because he fell on the first jump, like, couldn't he do couldn't the do the rest. So, you know, it's really unfortunate, like, to be, to go into the Olympics um, with people thinking that you're going to win gold medal. Sometimes it happens, like Yuna Kim, like people right. expected her to win. She overcame that pressure and actually did win. And then sometimes something like this happens where you go into it, people expect you to win, and then you just completely bomb. Um, his redeeming, he came back from it because he, the next night on his long program, like he like did like five quadruples and like landed all of them. But ultimately because of his disastrous short programming, scoring like he was out of contention for meddling um but it's also you know it's kind of like this unfortunate in my opinion way of how figure skating has become all about these like technical points um and so much rides on these like technical points that like you can fall and still end up winning which is has not always been the case but that's because it depends on like which jump you fall for and how they deduct your points, mm-hmm. and then also also like how the other skaters like fall and or like do or don't do their jumps. Um, he's only eighteen. He's gonna come back from this, I think. Right. So he can, in your estimation, he will be around the next Winter Olympics. Yes. 
Okay. I think he probably will be better, and I think we're going to talk about him in four years. Okay. Um, yeah, I don't know. Maybe it was just too much pressure. I'm not sure. I mean, he's 18. He's 18. You know what I mean? Um, all's not lost. Okay. He's still the most talented U.S. men's skater to compete in recent is, you, is he the... Is he better than... In your estimation, like... This Nathan Chen, like, if he is performing at his best, is is he's got the gold? Yeah. 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 Because like you, so. we were talking about like the ship sims where it's like they're not the best, but yeah. it's like we still love them or whatever. You yeah. know, like they would have to, like, other people have to to make mistakes for them to to jump ahead. But Nathan Chen, like, he's like the odds-on favorite just in general. I think so. Yeah. 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 Okay, that's interesting. I don't really follow men's skating, but from what I know, like, I think he he is like. He was going into it favored to win the gold medal, so yes. Okay, yeah. cool, cool, cool. Um, next question. Uh, these are this is uh, these are two. Is about two snowboarders. Yeah, right? Right. I hate snowboarding, by the way. Why? Just as general. Yeah. Really? Yeah, I have like really traumatic uh, experience. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so you don't even like watching it? No, I like watching it. Oh. But I would never go snowboarding again. Um, Chloe Kim and Sean White. Yeah. Right, <clears throat> I feel like people think of them differently, even though they they're the gold medalists. They for the should half think of right? them differently. Okay, so Chloe Kim, right, <clears throat> Korean American, California, seventeen, love, yeah, gold medals, right? Um, her dad is adorable. Mm-hmm. I think we all love him, mm-hmm. right? Drove five hours. Mm-hmm. However often, so she could every like practice. Was it every day? I that, think so. That is insane. Um, does she embrace like her Koreanness as I a think Korean so. American? Because I, I, think so. I, I, I saw a thing where she was like, "Oh, like the only thing that's Korean about me is like my face or something like that." But I think that might have been like fake, like just photoshopped or whatever. Like, oh. just a meme. Uh, I, I don't know how. I mean, how real she's been pretty transparent about like the immigrant journey mm-hmm. like her parents right. and like this the whole um just like the american dream coming true for that family through her yeah. um and like her grandma came to the olympics because like a lot of her like parents like siblings were like that side of family they still, still live in korea. korea so like this was just an event like this was just like a fortuitous thing where it happened to be in the country that they still live in so um, I don't think she shuns her like Korean American or Koreanness at all. Um, so much of her story has been about her dad too, which is like yeah. really interesting. Um, and she's just like this endearing, like chill, like Californian girl, yeah. like who like talks about loving churros and tacos and you know pizza and um, and you know when she won the gold medal, like. The next day, she was tweeting, like, oh, all these people, like, who, like, think, like, they're my best friend because I won the gold medal. Like, I'm still salty about that time you stole my apple juice. Or, like, whatever. Yeah, She's yeah, such yeah. a high school kid yeah, yeah, yeah. who happens to be the greatest at her sport. Yeah. And she, she was so good when she, like, during Sochi, like, she was just too young to go to right. the Olympics. Like, that's astounding. Yeah. What she does is astounding. They jump like fifteen feet in the air, so like that's crazy with their body. 
like with the force, the sheer force yeah. of their own body weight. Like it's crazy to me. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just feel like she's just All like right. this like, yeah. Cool. So here, here's my, the flip side of that. Sean White, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I cried. So I, I got very emotional too yeah. when he won gold and he's freaking out and he's hugging his mom mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. stuff, right? Um, do people, because when he, when he was the flying tomato, right, when he first came out, people loved him. And then there was kind of a backlash, mm-hmm. you know, with a lot of, um, there were some alleged stories about, like, his conduct, yeah. and then there was, you know, I know the snowboarding community really, there's some within the snowboarding community that are like, <clears throat> it's messed up because, like, I think Red Bull made, like, a slope for him that was, like, regulation size for competing, for competition, in, like, his backyard, and he just didn't, the snowboarding community is very, like, open with each other, and they're, like, they commu- consider themselves, like, an actual community, but, so if it was anyone else, they would be, like, hey, let's all practice here, and he was more, like, no, this is for me, mm-hmm. and he, like, kept that competitor's edge, mm-hmm. you know, um, in your estimation, how do you think people generally receive, what is his approval rating like? So, I think this Olympics was, like, really, really important for him personally, because, um, he actually, when he was training, was it like two years ago? No, it was like in the fall of 2017. So like, it was like last year. Um, he got injured, right? He crashed into the half pipe on a practice run and like required like 60 like stitches. So like to come back from that, like, and also he's at an age now, he's like, what is he, 31? Um, this is probably his last shot. And we've seen a lot of athletes where this is, like, their last shot, like, Lindsey Vaughn. Like, right. Like, just coming back to see if they can win gold one more time. Like, most of them don't, didn't. But, like, he actually came back and, like, won gold. Um, but the whole... In, in light of the Me Too movement, um, like, these allegations about him being this terrible person to, like, his former bandmate or whatever, which is a lawsuit that he settled, like, kind of quietly. Um, like, in the immediate aftermath of his winning the gold, like, he refused to talk about it and, like, chalked it up to, like, it being gossip. And then got visibly annoyed when, like, reporters were, like, asking him questions because he was like, I'm only here to talk about the Olympics. And, again, I guess maybe I understand that. But no, I actually don't because you've chosen to be in the spotlight and you've chosen to do this. And it, this is part of paying the price. This is part of paying the price. And you can't just say things it like, It comes with the territory. I'm not here to talk about gossip. Like, I am who I am. Which is a completely unsatisfying answer to all of it. And um, when they were doing the press conference, like, him and his team would only pick on the male journalists huh. for the questioning. And, um, Interesting. you know, it was just, like, incredibly disturbing. And, like, you know, we have to, at this point in our time, like, we have to listen to every allegation and, like, do deep dives into, like, do to figure out what happened. Yeah. And I don't care if you're an Olympic hero. Like, you still deserve to be held to the same 
questioning as we've been doing everybody else. And so I think that after that, um, he kind of backtracked a little bit. He was like, you know, I'm sorry that I like chose the word gossip. I didn't mean that. And, you know, it was a poor choice of words to describe such a sensitive subject and blah, blah, blah. But like, it really like tarnished like a lot of what I was feeling for him in the immediate aftermath of his gold right. medal. And I don't know, like, I just don't know what his ultimate legacy is going to be. Like, no, it's going to be that he's, like, the, one of the greatest snowboarders of all time. But there's always going to be the word but that follows. There's always going to be an asterisk. And there. it, you know, it sucks. And But that's, like, your behavior. Yeah. You chose to be that way. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. All right. Good. Um, you know what? That's actually... Those all your questions. Those were those are all my questions. You know, um, why don't we take a quick break, right, and then we'll be back and with our next segment. Okay. Right? So we will be right back, guys. And we're back, and so we'll uh, finish up this episode doing our obsessions of the episode, and uh, this happens. I, I don't think this is the first time it's I think happened. It is. Is no? it? I think we have had it happen one other time, but um, either way, this happens very rarely where we have the same obsession of the episode, and this wasn't planned at all. But uh, it is the soundtrack to the black or not the, to Black Panther. Yeah. Right. Um, I can't remember a time. I I actually think the last time I was this excuse me excited or. This uh, I liked the soundtrack for a movie this much was like Eight Mile. Okay. You know, um, because this album was uh, it's essentially a Kendrick Lamar. Yes. Album. Which is already sold. But already, yeah. I'm just like okay, I'm I'm on board. Um, I part of my resolution was to listen to music more. Yes, you're um, doing it, and I'm doing it. I'm listening to this album on Spotify, and th- th- it's it's really good. It is really good. I love... What's your favorite song on the album? Um, it's the m- main title song, I think. Pray it's For Me? Pray For Me. Oh, so good. So good. The weekend. And it's featured very prominently in a scene in the movie. The casino yeah. one? Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. And it's just really, really good. I'm really, really into it. I, I, love, it. I, I, I love, love The weekend. I'm not as high on The weekend. Yeah. I'm super high on Kendrick Lamar. Yeah. Um, this album is Pray For Me. I, when it comes on the radio, I get so happy. Um, I know it has, like, universal approval when, like, I like it and my wife like it. Mm-hmm. And she likes that song a lot, too. I actually wasn't as high on it the first time I heard it. Okay. Um, but she was into it, and I was like, oh, like, let me, let me like, listen to it. And now I cannot stop listening to it. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, it's really good. I love it's it. It's a good beat. Um, and so, yeah, that that's it, right? I mean, anything else you want to say about the soundtrack? No, Kendrick is a god. And <laughs> what a legend. What a legend. What a... <laughs> um, if you didn't watch the movie, you'll still like it. If you watch oh, the movie, yeah. I think you'll really, really like it. Yeah. Um, it's on Spotify. Yeah, it's on Spotify. Definitely look it up. Um, and so, yeah, that's it for this episode. Um, I think the next episode will have some stuff... Um, some Oscars Our predictions. Time Seriously, of the year. that's really what started this podcast. You know what I mean? So, um, yeah, uh, be on the lookout for that. Remember to um, like, subscribe, uh, review, rate, all that stuff on iTunes. Um, and so, yeah, until next time, we'll see you.
Later, guys. You want to say bye? Bye, guys.